0: Start recording. Rather, I am streaming, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome uh, to my podcast, welcome uh, to my live stream uh, Periscope. Uh, I am uh, Andre LeFever, independent citizen journalist, extreme libertarian. I practice something uh, extremely illegal nowadays in the United States. It is called the First Amendment. I love mouth and mouth when things political. Uh, things, cultural things, uh, interesting. Um, two big headlines I'm going to cover in this evening uh, uh, in this evening uh, live stream. Uh, it is five uh, thirty-six in the PM Pacific Standard Time, by the way, and I'm coming to you from uh, California, uh, twelve miles east of downtown Los Angeles. The first headline is: It looks like we're being suckered into another endless uh, Middle Eastern war, this time with Iran. And the second story uh, is that it looks like a corrupt Obama appointed US judge Amy Berman Jackson uh, have gagged Roger Stone and plans to uh, revoke his bail and put him in jail on Thursday uh, because he dared to expose her corruption for dismissing uh, uh, civil charges against uh, Clinton's criminal activities while she was a, a, um, she was Secretary of State and was directly involved in that attack on Benghazi compound, uh, on Benghazi consulate uh, in 2012 when she was Secretary of State and four Americans died including uh, U.S. Ambassador Stevens. But uh, first, uh, we will talk. Uh, we will talk about the. Looks like we're being uh, prepared for a war, another war in the Middle East. Um, it it is an interesting subject. Uh, what I have found in the last uh, couple of weeks, and really started bombarding uh, this week. Uh, corporate control media started vilifying Iran like they never did before. I remember, during Obama years, Iran was warm and kindly and fuzzy little uh, place where all the mullahs were wonderful angels. Now, uh, corporate control me- media all of a sudden realized that they actually kill homosexuals. They kill gays for uh, practicing it behind uh, closed doors, practicing their own. Uh, Alternative lifestyle behind closed doors, uh, while giving a pass, and of course uh, Saudis do the same thing under their Sharia law, but they're um, uh, being uh, they're being given a pass. Um, let me uh, play you a little video. Uh, it was done two years ago by Paul uh, Adams, a BBC correspondent, who explains this unholy alliance between. Saudi Arabia, a staunch uh, Wahhabi kingdom uh, that chops your head off if you try to leave Islam, a uh, progressive, lefty country like Israel, and the United States against Iran. So let me uh, let me uh, let me play it, and we will uh, we will. Uh,
1: Well, let's just say say straight off off. that if Iran and Saudi Arabia were to go to war, that would be catastrophic. No one really thinks that's going to happen. But they are definitely at loggerheads, facing off and even fighting by proxy all over the region. It's about a struggle for power that's been going on for almost 40 years. Let
0: me stop this just for a second. Uh, what you will notice is that uh, Paul Adams is not saying anything about the Israel, but we will look at some press clippings to show how deeply Israel is involved in the, alliance with, um, uh, in the alliance with Saudi Arabia. So let's keep on going.
1: Saudi Arabia, home to Islam's two holiest sites, always felt it was the undisputed leader of the Muslim world. But then, in 1979, along came Ayatollah Khomeini and Iran's Islamic revolution. He was welcomed by the biggest crowd in human history. Suddenly, Saudi Arabia had a rival. Fast forward to today, and Tehran's influence extends across a broad area of the Middle East, from Iran in the east to Lebanon in the west. Saudi Arabia feels threatened in its own backyard. And then of course there's religion, the two countries representing the two rival camps within Islam. Saudi Arabia is Sunni, Iran is Shiite, so this geopolitical rivalry inevitably has religious overtones. In Yemen there's a civil war, Saudi Arabia is helping one side, Iran the other. In Syria, Iran supports President Assad and has sent troops and militias to fight for him. Okay, the Saudis for have funded and.
0: Another thing that he is not saying, just remember, he works for the British government control, the BBC, is that Iran has a close close alliance with Russia. So when you listen to him, remember, there is a, a, tri- a, a three-member alliance between U.S., Israel and Saudi Arabia on one side and a three-member alliance between Iran, Russia and Syria on the other side.
1: Armed rebel groups. In Iraq, since the fall of Saddam Hussein, Iran has become hugely influential. Recently, Saudi Arabia has been trying to extend its influence there. And then there's Lebanon, a complicated country with its own delicate power balance. For decades, Iran has supported the Shiite militia and political party Hezbollah. It's part of the Lebanese government, but it's also fighting in Syria and has a presence in Yemen and Iraq. For Saudi Arabia, this is all too much. Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince, who pretty much runs the country, has been sounding increasingly tough on Iran, accusing it of trying to dominate the Muslim world. Most people think the Crown Prince actually ordered the recent resignation of the Prime Minister of Lebanon. The Prime Minister, Saad Hariri, made his shock announcement in Saudi Arabia. I want to say to Iran and its followers that they are losing in their interference in the affairs of the Arab world. The suspicion is that Saudi Arabia is trying to force a confrontation with Hezbollah to weaken its authority and the influence of Iran. If so, this is dangerous territory. It could open up a whole new front in this Cold War between Saudi Arabia and Iran in a country, Lebanon, that has already seen far too much conflict.
0: All right. So, that was this clip. Uh, I have found a, um, a story on BBC uh and uh, it's a fairly old story but it explains uh explains the history of Israeli uh Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia alliance. Uh just stay with me guys I'm going to tie it all together. This one is uh from November 2017. Uh, BBC News: uh, The headline is Israel and Saudi Arabia. What's uh, shaping the covert alliance? Uh, to all intents uh, and purposes, Saudi Arabia and Israel are de facto allies in the struggle against Iran's rising influence in the region. It is a, a developing but highly sensitive relationship. But uh, every so often, there is a hint that uh, what may be going on beneath the surface. Last week, Israel's chief of staff, General uh, Gadi Eisenkot, said in an interview with UK-based Saudi newspaper, Alaf, that Israel is ready to exchange intelligence with uh, Saudis in order to confront Iran. Keep in mind that uh, Saudis, uh, Israel, and the United States have uh, funded ISIS, and the only purpose for ISIS was to fight against uh, uh, Iran's ally, Syria. And against uh, Iran itself um, so um, here's a story that really alarmed me this one comes from um, uh, this comes from Washington Times and I'm waiting for it to load uh, this one was published uh, yesterday exclusive Oops. it is is decided it wants to load again. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Exclusive, Iran-Al Qaeda alliance may provide uh, legal rationale for US military strikes. Now, very strangely, uh, this story claims uh, that Iran and Al Qaeda have an alliance, even though Al Qaeda is a Sunni organization and Iran is a Shiite. So, um, I'm not an expert of the Middle East, but there is a weird inconsistency there. Uh, Iran is providing high-level Al-Qaeda operatives with a clandestine sanctuary to funnel fighters, money, and weapons to the Middle East, according to Trump administration officials, who warned that uh, the long, uh, elusive, complex relationship between two avowed enemies of America has evolved into an unacceptable global security threat. With once prominent Islamic State receding from the spotlight, the Washington Times has learned that the administration is focusing increasingly on the unlikely alliance between Iran and and, uh, al-Qaeda, with some sources say it is an eye uh, toward establishing a potential legal justification for military strikes against Iran or its proxies. So those are the key words. Establishing a potential legal justification for military strikes against Iran and its uh, uh, proxies. Uh, skeptical, skeptics have long doubted that Iran, which uh, this year marked the 40th anniversary of the Shiite Muslim theocracy, could find common cause with the radical Sunni Islamist groups such as uh, Al Qaeda, but U.S. officials argued that. A confluence of interests and common enemy in the U.S. and its allies has brought a level of covered uh, operation and coordination that has reached a new height. Now, this is just as convincing as the Gulf of Tonkin uh, incident and as weapons of mass destruction in uh, in Iraq. Uh, the next uh, the story that, uh, that alarms me. Um, this is, let me bring this up. This is a speech that uh, Mike P- Pence made in Poland uh, last week on the 14th. And let me, uh, uh, let's listen to it. it will just Let me, let me see if I can bring it up uh, let's see here we go yeah, it'll just take a moment to open It is a little slow. Here we go. And uh, Mike Pence was our vice president was speaking in Poland in Warsaw on the 14th. So listen very carefully.
1: This hateful rhetoric, the Iranian regime openly advocates another holocaust, and it seeks the means to achieve it. Iran seeks to recreate the ancient Persian Empire under the modern dictatorship of the Ayatollahs. As we speak, that regime is attempting to carve out a corridor of influence running through Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon, hoping to create an unbroken passage for its armies and its ideology.
0: So uh, this is a direct vilification of uh, Iran, uh, bringing uh, bringing out the uh, uh, idea of a Holocaust. Um, those uh, those things all by themselves uh, don't mean very much, but if you take them, uh, if you take them uh, in the combination, you realize that this is a coordinated preparation uh, to vilify Iran and to justify going to war against them. Um, the uh, the next one I want to bring up is an NBC report, which has to do with the initiative that was unveiled today uh, by uh, United States to uh, uh, to combat, uh, and let's see how they put it, uh, global effort to end criminalization of homosexuality. And as you will see, it is aimed at the administration
2: administration is now launching a global campaign to stop countries around the world from criminalizing homosexuality, especially countries where
0: And this is a report from NBC, and this is from today. Uh, Just very carefully listen how uh, uh, NBC treats Iran that uh, executes uh, gays and how NBC treats Saudi Arabia who also executes gays.
2: Being gay can lead to the death penalty. U.S. Ambassador to Germany Richard Grinnell, the highest profile openly gay person at a high rank in the Trump administration, is leading this effort, kicking off tonight in Berlin. It is aimed initially at Iran, which reportedly executed a young gay man recently. Joining me now from Berlin, NBC national political reporter Josh Letterman, who broke this story. Josh, you win the the backdrop competition today there in front of the Brandenburg Gate tell me about what what propelled this why did Rick cronell take this on
3: Well, Andrea, here in Berlin tonight, Rick Grinnell will be kicking off this campaign that involves a lot of other U.S. embassies, as well as the State Department's uh, bureau that deals with human rights issues to try to get countries that still outlaw homosexuality to change their laws. What led to this? Well, one major thing was the reported recent hanging of a young gay man in Iran, something that U.S. officials found to be quite disturbing, and they wanted to take action against this. Of course, this plays right into the Trump administration's strategy to try to isolate Iran, denigrate Iran, and it helps the Trump administration find a point of...
0: Isolate Iran, denigrate Iran. Uh, When you listen to corporate control news, you really have to always listen between the lines, read between the lines. Isolate Iran, denigrate Iran. Why?
3: Agreement with European countries about Iran that has been quite lacking as the administration has been trying but failing to get European countries to leave the Iran nuclear deal and to reimpose sanctions.
2: Now, they're taking it on uh, primarily, you know, as you point out, because of Iran, it's an egregious case and human rights abuse. What about Saudi Arabia? What about the UAE? What about Pakistan? Other U.S. allies, particularly Saudi Arabia? Yeah,
0: what about uh, Saudi Arabia? Let's let's listen to the way this uh, corporate control propagandist uh, handles that one.
2: Where the monarchy has not responded to human rights problems.
3: That's the big question, Andrea. Of course, U.S. officials say that they are aware that they are going to have to be consistent in their push on this, that they're going to have to call out countries that are close U.S. US allies, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt and others that still have laws that are used to penalize homosexuals. Uh, and this really comes at a time that the administration is- Listen
0: to the lingo. Iran executes Saudi Arabia in other countries Penalizes. Quite a bit of difference, isn't it? Quite a bit of difference.
3: Pushing to to try to unite those countries along with Israel to form an axis against Iran. Uh, Unclear whether.
0: Again, listen to the language axis against Iran, even though Saudi Arabia and uh, other Muslim countries also execute uh, gays.
3: Calling out countries that still have these laws is going to make it harder. uh, It's going to upset some of those countries. We know countries like Saudi Arabia in particular really don't like to be called out for their human rights record. Uh, But this is something that, at least for now, the administration says that it's going to push anywhere in the world, some 70 countries that still have laws that criminalize homosexuality.
2: And, of of course, there is a sort of a conflict here.
3: Well, so um, that
0: was... uh... That was uh, corporate-controlled media's uh, uh, corporate-controlled media's um, preparation. So obviously, and uh, don't think that for a second that uh, NBC and CNBC is not working closely with uh, with uh, with the neocons. Uh, Saudi Arabia is good; it penalizes, and other Muslim countries uh, penalize. Iran is bad. We need to create access. Now, here is a uh, uh, here is a story. I'm going to bring it up for a second. This is uh, a uh, pro-Syrian uh, English uh, language uh, website. Uh, it's called uh, Al-Masadar News. Uh, let me bring that up for you so we can take a look at it. Let's see here give me a second, it uh, is going to load. Uh, Here we go. Uh, And this was published, uh, actually it it was published tomorrow, but it it is tomorrow right now in Syria. Pentagon unable to confirm withdrawal plans from Syria. Uh, Earlier in the day, chief of staff and advisor to Iraqi prime minister, Harim Hashim Mustafa told Sputnik uh, that the United States will pull out of uh, pull out its forces. Um, what happened here? Here we go. It just loaded. Let me read this again. My apologies, ladies and gents. When I... Uh, uh when uh, when i live stream it is extremely slow and um, the the whole uh, the whole interview here we go but I, it is important for us to uh, uh to get into this so let's uh, earlier in the day chief of staff and advisor to iraqi prime minister abdullah harim hashim mustafa told sputnik uh, that the United States will plow uh, its forces from Syria through Iraq territory no later than April 1st. We're focused on a controlled orally withdrawal of U.S. forces from Syria that will not be subject to arbitrary uh, timeline. U.S. Defense Department spokesman. and uh, U.S. De- uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, we are focused on a controlled orderly withdrawal of U.S. forces from Syria that will not be subject to arbitrary timeline. U.S. Defense Department spokesman-commander Sean Robertson told Sputnik on Tuesday when asked about the Iraqi official statement. President Donald Trump announced in December that the United States would leave Syria. However, no exact deadlines for the troops withdrawal have been uh, revealed by U.S. officials. So, ladies and gents, it doesn't look like we're leaving Syria. And Syria is perfect for a uh a staging area for the attack uh for the attack on uh, on Iran. And uh, the last but not least uh I'd like to put up a story from uh, uh Jerusalem Post. Uh any war effort against uh Iran will have to uh, involve Saudi Arabia and uh, Israel. So let's see what uh, the front page of the Jerusalem Post looks like. Uh, And as you can see, the big picture of, uh, uh, of, uh, of gay celebrating, headline, Trump launches global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality. So, uh, Jerusalem Post uh, and, uh, and NBC, and you know, we probably tomorrow and all this week we'll find similar reporting in all the corporate-controlled media. Um, uh, we'll uh, will celebrate uh, uh, will uh, will celebrate a U.S. effort supposedly fighting uh, 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 fighting uh, the criminalization of homosexuality. But the reality is, it's only aimed at Iran. It's not aimed at any other country. So um, those are very subtle and but very very unpleasant symptoms that neocons are preparing. That neocons are preparing to suck us in, into another endless, uh, uh, another endless war. Uh, switching uh, switching gears. Uh, earlier this morning, uh, earlier this morning, I have uh, attempted to call the White House and ask uh, leave a message. You can uh, you used to be able to call and leave a message with volunteers. A uh, message for our president. Uh, I left a message to um, uh, for pres- uh, for uh, uh, for President uh, Trump to pardon. Uh, uh, Roger Stone now it appears it appears uh, that uh, ro- uh, that Roger Stone uh, uh, will be uh, arrested and put in jail his bail revoked uh, his bail revoked uh, this uh, uh, this Thursday now. Uh, what you can see is uh, Roger Stone's instagram uh, which he put up over the weekend after on Friday he was put under a gag order uh, which related to a uh, which, which was related to uh, to his case uh, the uh, instagram post which he deleted since uh, uh, said through legal trickery deep state Hidman Robert Mueller has guaranteed that my upcoming show trial uh, before Judge uh, Amy Berman Jackson, an Obama-appointed judge, who dismissed the Benghazi charges uh, again, Hillary Clinton, and incarcerated Paul Manafort prior to his conviction for any crime, help me fight for my life at StoneDefenseFund.com. Uh, he's referring to a very corrupt Obama-appointed uh, judge, Amy Berman. Um, uh, Amy Bergman uh, Jackson, uh, who blatantly dismissed uh, the lawsuits by the families uh, of uh, brave men who died uh, during a Benghazi attack, for uh, she committed criminal uh, criminal negligence. Uh, that uh, that particular uh, that particular incident happened in um, uh, in uh, 2012 and. Let me uh, bring us up to date exactly what happened on that day and why the families of the people who died uh, sued uh, Hillary Clinton, and then we'll go over exactly what happened. And of course, uh, the corrupt judge, Emmy uh, Berman Jackson, uh, doesn't want to be reminded how, how corrupt she is, how much she's in the pocket. Uh, of the deep state and Robert Mueller uh, so more than likely she's gonna uh, revoke uh, Roger Stone's bail. so let's uh, let's let's go back to 2012 uh, Let's go back to 2012 and, and I spliced few. Tuesday
4: night at the U.S. Years. consulate in Benghazi, a complex and highly dangerous situation outside an anti-American protest. Then a group of heavily armed militants, approximately two dozen of them, launched an attack firing rocket propelled grenades.
0: The attack in Libya appears to be a very coordinated military style attack. This was not a, a demonstration gone bad. This was a clear, targeted, planned event.
4: According to senior U.S. officials, that ignited a fire inside the consulate. American and Libyan security personnel officials say were forced to fight on two fronts, the attackers on the outside, the fire inside. Diplomatic sources are beginning to piece together what happened next. Officials tell CNN Ambassador Chris Stevens in Benghazi on a short visit from the capital, Tripoli, along with Sean Smith, a 10-year veteran of the State Department in Libya on temporary assignment, took refuge in a safe room along with a lead security officer. But the room became filled with smoke. The officer left the room, they say. When he returned, Smith was dead. Ambassador Stevens was missing one official says Stevens and possibly others were trying to escape to the roof, but then confusion officials say Stevens got out and somehow ended up at the hospital unconfirmed reports say he may have been unconscious. His body later was returned to US officials at the
5: Benghazi airport. As the Democratic Party takes the debate spotlight away from the Republicans, frontrunner Hillary Clinton continues to be questioned about her role in the 2012 Benghazi attacks. Most recently, emails in which Clinton privately discussed let me, let me the situation. Let us stop this for a
0: second. Now we know why the uh, uh, why the consulate of Benghazi was attacked. At the, uh, and uh, it is obvious uh, from the emails that Hillary Clinton knew all about it. The Benghazi have become a um, have become a weapon transshipment hub uh, for uh, for CIA supplying ISIS with weapons and uh, ladies and gents ISIS was a creation of um, of the CIA uh, against Iran uh, by the way but um, this is why they were uh, attacked they were Apparently there were weapon caches, and there was some disagreement and uh, the um, Arab Spring darlings of the Obama administrations simply went in and killed the U.S. ambassador. But let's let's finish listening to this, uh, to this video.
5: A whole new round of inquiry. So we wanted to know, what does Hillary Clinton have to do with Benghazi? Well, on the 11th anniversary of 9-11, a diplomatic compound in Benghazi, Libya was attacked by Islamic terrorists. Within hours, a second compound nearby was also attacked. An American ambassador was killed during the assault along with three other American citizens. Soon after, United Nations Ambassador Susan Rice reported that the attack came as the result of spontaneous protests against an anti-Islamic video. However, it was discovered that it was, in fact, a premeditated attack committed by Libyan rebels. One of those thought to be responsible has since been arrested. The day after the attacks, President Obama delivered a speech within which he referred to acts of terror in reference to Benghazi. This phrasing has been criticized as being intentionally vague. So what does Hillary Clinton have to do with any of this? Well, at the time, Clinton was the secretary of state and thus responsible for security standards at diplomatic locations. This was significant, as an American ambassador had not been killed on duty since 1979. One of the two primary criticisms against her was that the consulate in Benghazi was not appropriately prepared for an attack. This included having a weak perimeter, incomplete fence and broken video surveillance. Clinton's response to this has been that she does not have enough expertise to design security systems and that there are experts who do the job for them. But the larger criticism has been that the Benghazi consulate requested additional security before the attacks, which was not provided. In fact, it was discovered that a large number of diplomatic bases in Africa and the Middle East could not quickly be reached by U.S. forces in the event of an attack.
0: So that was, uh, uh, that was what happened uh, in uh, Benghazi. Now, uh, let, me, uh, let me bring up a story of what uh, this corrupt judge, Amy Berman Jackson, did uh when uh, uh when the uh, uh, parents of those brave americans sued uh, uh sued uh, hillary clinton for negligence and uh, then hillary clinton in her arrogance actually never showed up in court and at first there was a default judgment entered against uh that e- our evil uh uh, grandma Clinton. Uh, this is uh, a story from October nineteenth, two 2016, in a law and crime, and the headline, Judge, uh, uh, judge Rules Against Parents of Benghazi uh, Victims in Their lawsuit Against Clinton. Let me read a couple of paragraphs. Late Wednesday afternoon, federal judge Amy Berman Jackson issued a ruling against the parents of Benghazi victims who sued Hillary Clinton earlier this year. The plaintiffs in this case were trying to get uh, the court to uphold um, a default judgment against Clinton for talking to, for failing to respond to the lawsuit. One of the plaintiffs, uh, Patricia Smith, is expected to appear at the, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Earlier this month a clerk in federal court in D.C. entered a default judgment in this case after clinton failed to respond to the lawsuit uh, david kendall clinton's attorney claimed that clinton was not properly served Sure. Uh, was not properly served in the lawsuit and therefore the default was erroneous wednesday afternoon judge agreed with clinton in order the judgment against her to be thrown uh, out so this is the corrupt obama judge emmy berman jackson Now she didn't like, she didn't like Roger Stone reminding her of that, and uh, she claimed that uh, by posting uh, her picture on the Instagram, he threatened her life. On the top left, see that little circle with a little cross? Well uh, she and the whole lefty, hard left Nazi establishment claimed that this is a uh, target for a firearm. And by posting him this way, he was threatening uh, the judge's life. Um, I don't see it. I think he need to be deranged uh, lefty to come to a conclusion uh, to a conclusion like that. Um, so um, doesn't look good for uh, it, it. It does not look good for uh, for Roger Stone. This morning, uh, I tried calling. Um, uh, the White House to leave uh, a message, which you could volunteers uh, to fo- uh, mend the phones, uh, but there were busy signals. Nobody picked up, so I send a message asking, um, send an email message to the White House um, asking uh, for him to pardon uh, Roger Roger Stone. Um, I, I'm not naive. I don't just uh, by myself. I uh, you know I'm not even sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, President Trump will never see the message, but if there's a volume of us uh, politely demanding that he would uh, pardon this political uh, prisoner by the name of Roger Stone, who really didn't do anything wrong, except uh, he supported Donald Trump. And of course, the thug and the corrupt cop, uh, Robert Mueller, can't have that. He's a one-man Gestapo operation in Washington D.C. So they had to uh, they had to figure out how to frame Roger Stone for something, and this is why he was arrested by 20 uh, armed to the teeth uh, FBI thugs, just like Gestapo uh, did with uh, with the opponents of the Nazi regime in Germany. Well, uh, Robert Mueller. Is using the same exact tactics with the American citizens. Uh, let me go this before we go. Uh, let uh, uh, let's look at what uh, is considered news in uh, in the swamp. I am on the Donald Trump's uh, Twitter feed. And let's see. Uh, nine hours ago he tweeted. Uh, what did he tweet? uh something about the looks like something about intervention uh something something about intervention in South America uh let's see 10 hours ago Donald Trump I never said anything bad about Andrew McCabe's wife other than she they should not have uh taken large uh, amounts of money uh uh from uh, crooked Hillary uh let's see there's nothing really interesting uh let's see what uh, w- what uh, new york times uh, considers oops uh new york times here we go it takes a moment to load let's see what new york times uh, thinks uh, is uh, is the news um, here we go. Top left, inside Trump's two-year war on the investigation in him. All right, those delusional people still think that, uh, uh, that they can uh, get Trump impeached with 52% approval rate. Uh, good luck, Mephers. Uh, how about uh, Washington Post, the uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' uh, propaganda sheet? Let's see what they think. Is um, uh, what they think is the uh, is the news again? Top left. Uh, let's see. Trump puts new attorney general in awkward place by uh, berating Justice Department. All right. What uh, what are these guys making? What is the fake news today? William P. Barr's first days on the job have been marked by the president. Anonymous' investigations into his 2016 campaign and his conduct. Okay, it looks like it's a coordinated effort by uh, uh, by the deep state um, to uh, continue this um, uh, this stupid um, Russian collusion story. You know, it, it is so old. It, w- it was new two years ago. Actually, it was old by then too. and Hey, gentlemen of uh, the DC swamp, our president has 52 percent approval rating. How are you going to handle that? How are you going to impeach him and convict him with that? You got to try harder. You got to wake up a little earlier. You, you fat ass, stupid children of wealthy parents. All right. Uh, before I go, let me show you my own well, website. Uh, it's wildnews.us. <coughs> Check it out. Um, uh, I, I write a blog. Uh, granted, I I don't write as many blog uh, posts as I should, but uh, you may find sound of them interesting. Want well, to let you know that I'm looking for somebody to join me periodically on my uh, uh, on my podcasts, on my live streams, um, on my periscopes, uh, so we can discuss. Um, the headlines of the day, politics, history, culture, things interesting. Uh, somebody who can enhance um, uh, the quality of my uh, of my live streams, obviously, so the person should be well-spoken, intelligent, and uh, follow the current affairs. The uh, person does not have to agree with my political views. I'm an extreme libertarian. Uh, you might say in, uh, in some ways I am a true blue anarchist. Except I, I'm not uh, a, um, I'm not a collectivist type anarchist, I'm I Rand uh, uh, anarchist. Uh, so pretty much everybody I talked to would probably disagree with me on many, uh, on many things. But I'd love to have a good discussion with somebody, I, and I think uh, a good discussion with somebody who is knowledgeable about politics, where we can bounce ideas and thoughts of each other would be extremely interesting. Uh, go on my website, wildnews.us. Uh, click on the contact info. My phone number and my email is there. Uh, so you're welcome to contact me. A word of caution: unless you know me personally, uh, email me first because I may not. Uh, because I get busy during the day and I don't always um, answer my uh, my cell phone. Um, ladies and gents. Uh, I really appreciate you joining me Uh, i'm a i'm a true blue citizen journalist i have a career that has nothing to do with uh, dissemination of news or information dissemination Uh, so i'm still at work i still have about an hour's worth of uh, paperwork to do before i go home i just took an hour uh, break uh, to do this evening uh, uh, periscope And ladies and gents, I appreciate you joining me a lot more than I can ever, 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 ever uh, put into words. So have a blessed evening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Have a blessed evening, everybody. Bye.